This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Teased a little bit of the special teams because early on, it really didn't feel that special. They were struggling a little bit early, but I'm going to start with the punter change. Drew Chrisman, his debut not easy on the road, that atmosphere and those field conditions, but he still showed out for a couple of his punts out there. He was good, uh, legitimately. Um, so I think that means Huber might be out of a job, but hey, one door closes, another opens. Drew Christman has his shot. He takes advantage of it, fully deserves to get his shot to be a punter in this league. And uh, I mean, it always helps when the first punt of the game the guy muffs the, <laughs> the kick and sometimes that's the punt because it looks like a knuckleball and you don't know where it is but I don't know if that's true or maybe he just got a little bit of a, a little bit of just uh you know the what like rookie luck I don't know <laughs> I guess he's a second year player I don't know anyway uh he gets a little bit of luck and the ball hits him falls to the ground he gets a better punt because of that but it's still a great punt I thought he was a, I think he just did a really good job at flipping the field. There were no shanks. That's the big one to me. I don't know if I saw too many short area punts and that's the one area he wasn't that good at in uh, the preseason to get a, a punt at like the 50 and the, be able to pin them inside the 10 or something. Not that Huber was doing a great job of that, um, but he was doing okay. And uh, I, Touchbacks are fine, but being able to change that to inside the 10 makes you just feel so much better. It's because it's so hard to drive 90 plus yards to go 80 something. Okay. But to go 90, oh man, the extra 10 yards just sounds so like such a bigger steep than between 80 and 70, like 80 and 90 to me. It's just like, oh, we got to go from inside our 10. It kind of felt like the writing was on the wall after bye week, but it also felt like the longest decision ever. We really didn't know the move until about Saturday when they activated Drew Chrisman on the active roster. We noticed Drew Chrisman, you know, punting before games, just kind of being there with the pregame warmups before. And it really kind of felt like mm, this could be happening soon. But I agree with you. I think that one night in that situation has pretty much just guaranteed Drew Chrisman the job um, for the future of the rest of the season in Cincinnati. But that's also credit to the franchise because, you know, they were getting some criticism early that they weren't going to move on from someone who's been in this position for a really long time because they were familiar with Kevin Huber. 
I don't think they had a whole lot of difference in training camp. And that's why they went with the decision to keep Kevin Huber on for the halfway point of the season. And they said, you know what? We're, Kevin's going to get the job right now until we decide otherwise. And keeping Drew Christman on their practice squad, um, it did mean something. It, it meant something last year when he was around that they still thought that this guy could be either the punter of the future or for the season. And they made that change. And I still feel like, yeah, Pittsburgh's offense couldn't do anything in the second half, but he really did flip the field position. And I don't know how many games this season that we could go back on and say mm, punting was the reason that they struggled or they lost the game, but it's still a weapon that you need on your special teams. And I just credit the franchise for making that move, which probably wasn't easy. And obviously they've been upfront and honest with Kevin Huber behind the scenes that this decision was going to happen. Oh yeah. Now a question for you. There was another guy that showed out and looked better than the starter. You knew I was going to say that. Go Travion ahead. Willi Travion Williams looked like a better kick return than Chris Evans. I don't know if that's just a one-game sample size or whatever, but Chris Evans had a lot of kicks that got knocked, that he got tackled at like the 15, and there were two big returns from Travion and usually got to the 25 or better. So he uh, looked like the kick returner, if even if mm -hmm. Evans is healthy next week, which isn't something I think the fans want to hear. You know what? There was a hot little hype. For Travion. So I think that he shows you what he can do. And at the end of the day, fans just want good results and they'll jump right on it. If he can show that he can return kicks like he did tonight, he's going to, he, it's going to be his job to lose. That's what they're going to go with. Darren Simmons is like, this is our people. These are our guys, but I'm going to stick with our special teams group. Evan McPherson. What a comeback for him, a 54-yarder. And I hate to be the field conditions person because the Steelers had to play on it too. As field sucks, yeah. But Hey, 54? I think the longest kick at Heinz Field is like 57. It's and not very it's not very long. The conditions weren't great. It was windy. Acrisure. Sorry, Nick was correcting me. They still have the ketchup bottles Wee. up though. They do. They do. <laughs> they do. But but credit to Evan McPherson. That was a bounce back. I think a lot of people were a tiny tad bit concerned for some of his early misses, even though he was still on track to do what he did in 2021. Um, I feel like Evan, in the, the change with Drew Christman, I think a lot of people were nervous about what that was going to do for Evan McPherson. He didn't skip a beat tonight. I was going to bring that part up. Yeah, another credit to Christman, that perfect on his holds. Uh, Evan McPherson, awesome today. Yeah, the, the special teams was so great in some areas. And oh, the second segment might just all be special teams because I know I didn't mean it bad in some areas. The kickoff coverage unit gave up multiple big returns. And then I'm not sure, Trent Taylor, a punt that bounces to try to call a fair catch afterwards. No, Steelers could have lit him up on that and been right to do so. And he fumbles and that just completely changes the game. Luckily, Pittsburgh was confused too. Like, what? He's called for like, can you do that? Can you do that? And they didn't hit him. And then they ended up bringing him down. But it's like, you could have gotten destroyed there legally. And that wouldn't have gone well. Um, you can technically fair catch like onside kicks. So maybe that's the confusion. They're like, well, if you can fair catch an onside kick, why can't I fair catch this punt that bounced? But no, you can't do that. <laughs> it's just such an odd penalty to lose five extra yards. I, I had no clue what was happening there because, and again, it wasn't the outcome of the game, but you know how I feel about the NFL officiating. They're absolutely terrible at their jobs. 
Um, they are. They're so bad. Week after week, they get to be terrible. And I thought maybe Trent Taylor is pulling one from the NFL officiating book and just making up his own rules because I have no clue if you're even allowed to do what he just did because it was so bizarre. And I think Trent Taylor should know better. And if you're Darren Simmons, I would have loved to hear that conversation on the sidelines. Oh Trent Taylor came. I'm back. not blaming Darren Simmons for that. I don't think no, no, Darren no. If, told if him. Getting... Hey, fair catch that if it's a good no. bounce. No, I think Darren Simmons is like, what are you he doing? He would have lit yeah. him up on the sideline. But he still went out sure. there. So he, he still didn't lose his job over it, which is right. You know, I don't think it was that bad of a, a mistake because it wasn't like a muff or anything. But it was just like, don't lose the offense five more yards, man. What are you doing? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we're gonna we're gonna skip over to the defense. I feel so terrible for the defense because they've had a pretty good season, and I always feel like I get to them last. And at times they should be in the first segment, but everybody wants to talk offense, and you should when you put up Not thirty-seven today. points. But will I said it on social media during the game, and I feel I felt like a lot of Bengals fans felt the same way after the first half. I was a little nervous about what was happening in the first half with Kenny Pickett driving down the field, a throwing touchdown pass. Like what? He can do that. And uh, I, got, I got a little nervous. I didn't want this to be the Kenny Pickett game where he turns around his NFL career. Good luck to Kenny, just not against the Bengals. He should have had uh, three touchdowns. He, he he had the one that I guess he overthrew a little bit, but also Pickens fell down. He had the one at the end of the game. At You're the right. end of the game, yeah, that Pickens dropped. It was just like he almost had a three-touchdown, 300-yard game against this defense. <laughs> Would not like that at all, um, you know, but but overall, I think a lot of people felt the same way going in halftime because Lou has shown what he can do. And I get it'll always go back to the Kansas City games, the two Kansas City games, what he does at halftime, Lou's adjustments. And maybe it's because we're so con- we were conditioned before from the Marvin Lewis adjustments that never happened. I was convinced that they were going in the locker room and nothing was talked about and they just came out and it was brutal and nothing ever changed with Lou. He truly is a weapon as your defensive coordinator because it can flip. It can really flip. I do feel like they feed off of each other oh. offensively and defensively, but the dude credit to Lou. Yeah. Uh, first half was a disaster. To be honest, there were, Coverage busts every other drive. They gave up four scoring drives out of five drives. Uh, they were giving up everything underneath. And it's like, well, at least they're protected deep, right? No, because of the coverage bust. And then they weren't getting much pressure despite blitzing a lot. And then everything got better. But I was I was beyond just a little nervous. When they were on they were on pace for like 40 points, I was like, what is this defense doing? This team has scored 20 points as it's like – offensive season high because they scored 23 against the Bengals week one, but that was includes a pick six. So not mm. on the offense. So uh, very worried. I, I'm still a bit worried about this defense against better offenses because of that first half though. I know the second half was great until the garbage time touchdown, but that first half has me very worried because not every team is going to have to kick a couple field goals there. If that's the chiefs, I almost think, you might be down 35 
to whatever 14 at halftime. And that is not a place I'd want to be. No. And that's something that they have to work on. I know you're going to go back and watch the tape, but you think of the secondary with Cam Taylor Britt, you get Eli Apple out there. What did you think of the secondary's adjustments later in the second half? Because being without Cheeto is is going to be something hard to overcome. It seemed like they didn't have as many busts. Uh, the main bust I can think of was it was late communication. The Steelers had a bunch to the right, so three guys all bunched up together. And there's a bunch of different adjustments you can make to that. They did what I think, because Jesse Bates is running down at the last second, and I think they made an adjustment. They had something called, and then they're like, well, we got a blitz call when we're in man coverage. What's the call here? I don't know. And then Jesse Bates comes sprinting down. But I think he plays it right, uh, playing 5-1-3 lock and level, which is just different guys on different levels, and they're going to play man coverage against the guy that they are head up against. It's what you think of when you think of man coverage against a bunch. There's a whole bunch of other weird ones. So Bates runs with his guy across the field for some reason, Eli Apple starts to follow him. And I don't know any coverage where the guy who's off into the outside is going to follow the first inside guy on the crossing route. So he goes and takes like four steps. And then I think it was Pickens runs right by him for the touchdown. And he eventually turns around and tries to run after him. But I was like, what? <laughs> I was lost on that. And then the announcer started blaming Bates. It's like, oh, that's going to go right over, right into the fan base. And Bates didn't oh, have a good game. But yeah. the, the fan base is going to eat that up. The announcer said that uh, Bates looked confused because he did at first, but I think he played the right thing. When you when I look at the uh, coverage, I, I even asked uh, some coaches and friends with us, like, there's no coverage because the guy that was announcing, he was a former safety in the NFL. So I'm like, I don't want to challenge him. But maybe he just looked quickly, saw he looked confused and went down there. There's no coverage that I know of where that outside guy is going to be the guy that's going to run with that over route. And then you expect Bates to go from the – front and then to run all the way to the back outside. I was like, no, nah, I don't think there's any coverage like that, at least man coverage. And they said they didn't see, they didn't know any, they said it was on Apple. <laughs> I was like, that's what I thought. I wouldn't give the announcers too much credit. They did call Trey Hendrickson, Ted Hendrickson. Ted Hendrickson. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And I want to say they called TJ CJY, but who knows? I mean, those are pretty, I mean, pretty legit NFL defensive players and just screw their names up. Um, we should have Tony. Oh, Tony, I bet Tony's coming to town in a couple weeks for that Kansas City Bengals 425 kickoff, um, just like he likes it. And uh, Chase, uh, Jamar Chase should be should should be back. We'll see what happens later on this week as they get back to practice. But we'll stay with the defense right now. Talked a little bit about the secondary, but you, you're 100 percent correct when you talk about Jesse Bates, because the fan base did eat that up. And it did look like he struggled and had a bad game. When we look I think at the- he did. No, I'm defending him on that play. Yeah. There was another play that looked like uh, bracket on Pickens. And so that would be uh, Cam Taylor Britt low into the outside. So anything outside and shallow, that's his. He runs what looks like a dig route at first. So base comes down to jump on it. And then he runs the double move and he goes. And base doesn't keep his balance. He gets right past him. Pickett misses him. At, or And Pickens falls down. I'm not sure exactly. I don't remember where the ball ends up. I was almost like, yeah, Pickens overthrew that a little bit. But I think Pick, uh, Pickens had a chance to come down with it if he didn't fall down. Anyway, doesn't matter. He gets burned uh, on a miscommunication. Not miscommunication. He just played it too aggressively. And then a couple plays, he went low and the one he got hurtled over. He, yeah. he was, I, I didn't, I thought it was a, not a good game. I don't think it was like abysmal, like bench this guy game, but it was like a, 
Uh, man, that's uh, unfortunate that you're going to have a bad game today when uh, Eli Apple's also not going to have a great game and Mike Hilton got, uh, you know, called for a DPI, I guess. Okay, but, that, that was not a DPI. No. I'm sorry. To Mike Hilton's credit, he does, not, he does not deserve that at and all. And credit to Mike Hilton run game. He is a linebacker. He came running, sprinting down there. I want to get the clip of it with a better angle, but it looked like he took on another offensive lineman, just went straight into him this time, didn't go underneath him or anything, and closed the hole to force a no gain. And I was like, Mike Hilton, man, that guy's a maniac. He is. He really is. Uh, I love watching him out there, and it's crazy that he had the surgery just a couple weeks ago, and he, and he's back and ready to go. And I'm sure this was a nice little revenge dub, even though we got the sweep against his former team last year. We'll move on. There's a few more defensive players I want to talk about in the next segment on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. <laughs> 